everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Whoa. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where tonight I'm sitting with my friend Greg. Say what's up, Greg. Hey, what's up, guys? And Brad. Say what's up, Brad. Hey, how's it going? Tonight, I'm going to do a podcast aimed mostly at Brad, if I'm honest. But it's nice that you're here to chime in as needed, Greg. I'm really excited about that. I'm here for but that. But we're going to do a podcast about a band I don't think that Brad knows, but it's really important that I do this for somebody like Brad because of the instrument that he is best at. Ooh. Interesting. That is interesting. And, 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 and I am I'm jealous of all horn players, so being that you're a trombone expert, yes. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a lot of questions, and then I wanted to talk to you about what I think is the best horn band of all time. Whoa. Right. Yeah. So let's start off by saying a few things. One, in the late 60s, early 70s, I know you don't know a lot of that music. For everybody that doesn't know Brad, Brad is, let's just say, under 20 years of age. That is true. Okay. So you are more than half of my age. Yes. Younger than me. That's yes. good. Okay. All right. <laughs> so in the late 60s, early 70s, there were elements of brass that started getting into rock songs. Prior to that, it was the old jazz standards, big band sound, and then there was rock and roll. You rarely would combine the two. Sometimes in blues, you'd get a saxophone, but you would never get a whole horn ensemble. Mm. That would be very rare. But there were some bands that really did it well, most notably, for example, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Listen to that horns. There's a lot going on in there, yeah, right? For sure. Or, for example, because I mean, there they were they had songs that had a lot of rock and roll, a lot of heavy guitar, a lot of drums, a lot of bass, but there would be all of a sudden this horn section. Another really good example of that is this band. You may have heard this song. This is Chicago. Do you know yes. this one? Greg, I know you know this one. Oh, yeah. But listen to the melodies. Now, what they started doing was where... So here's the vocal. Then you have this horn line at the end of each verse, which is very similar to the way blues used to be. Mm -hmm. Blues used to be where they would say a line, and then a guitar would kind of fill in afterwards. Then they would sing another line, and then a guitar would fill in. But they're using the horns to do that, which is the first time, really, in rock and roll that it was kind of being done. Which or is pretty the beginning, awesome. Really awesome. I mean, that's the beginning um, kind of phase of that. Yeah, it completely way, changes it. Neither one of those bands is what the band we're going to talk about tonight. Mm. Okay, I'm just sitting the stage. So, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Chicago, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Do you know this one? Maybe. Must come down. Greg's nodding. He knows this. Spinning wheel. Okay. Got to go round. War. The Ohio Players. The Commodores. Cool in the Gang. Memphis Horns. These are all bands, but we're not talking about them. I'm just giving you those that used a lot of horns. And of course, I couldn't leave out the amazing James Brown. His horn section was insane. Your past. 
or his other song that you probably might know. Right? Yeah. You know yeah. these lines, right? I feel good. All right. We're not talking about any of those. We are talking tonight about a band called Tower of Power. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's all new to me. No? Tower of Power. Tower of Power. Hmm. Now. Never t- heard of them. Tower of Power in 1968 was formed by Emilio Castillo and Doc Kupka, two guys that played saxophone. One was a barry sax player, one was a tenor sax, sax player. They became friends, and within a couple of months, they started a band called the Motowns. And they really wanted to play um, at some local venues, for example, like the Fillmore Auditorium. They had the Fillmore East and the Fillmore West. This was like a major place in the late 60s, early 70s for, for big bands that really made it. Mm. But they couldn't, they realized they couldn't call themselves the Motowns because most of them were white and they didn't play Motown music. They played rock music with soul elements and huge brass sections. So they changed their name to Tower of Power. They really needed a marketing guy. They really did. They really right? <laughs> they re- I feel like they, like they could have had a better name, but that's what they went with, Tower of Power. Hey, it works. So they made 22 albums. Wow. 22 albums. Their first being East Bay Grease, <laughs> released in 1970. I'm not going to play you any songs from that. <laughs> um, but before we actually play a couple of the songs, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Yeah. Because you and I have played on stage together. Mm-hmm. And you know a lot about music. But yes. see, I know very little about horns. So what I know is, you know, stacking horns, putting a trumpet with a trombone, with maybe a, a saxophone player, and then mm-hmm. adding some other elements and surrounding that. But tell me, like, how does, how does one even begin to think about the elements of like horn lines and horn parts in a song? I'm fascinated by that. Like the songs that I played you that have like these little stabs here and there of in the background, where does that come from? I mean, I really don't know for sure. I mean, there's probably a lot of like testing, seeing which ones like fit together and which ones make like the right sound for what you want. Right. Um, I mean, all of them do have their own distinct little thing that they have. Like, is there certain blends that you think work better than others? Like, do you like the way, say, a trombone and sax or a trombone and trumpet work together? Or are there certain things that you like the sound of better than others? Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I feel like just like all music is subjective. I feel like right. everyone likes different blends. I mean, why can't everything go together? You know, I, guess, I mean, I guess you're right. I guess there's always something that works. Yeah. Right. When I worked in the studio with saxophone players and trumpet players, what we used to do was they would lay one line and then you would double that line. So let's say you'd have a trumpet play a melody. We'd have them record it again, the same exact melody. So you would, what we call double it, so now you have two trumpets, mm-hmm. and it's never quite the same, even if they're playing the exact same note, right? The, the, the breath's going to be different. The power's going to be a little different. Maybe the timing is ever so slightly different. So it does sound like there's two players. Yeah. And then you would even double that, and then you would do the same thing with, this, with saxophones. So you'd have, let's say, four at the end of the day, four trumpets, two saxophones, maybe two trombones, or even a berry, which is a really deep saxophone. Mm-hmm. And now that you've got this full like wide ranging 
um, horn section. But these guys, Tower of Power, <laughs> when they would do it live, all the guys were up there. So you'd That's have crazy. 10, sometimes 12 guys in the horn section, which wow. is pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. So, all right, let me skip. Let me get to it. Let me get to it. Um, I'm going to skip to their third album, okay? And before, actually, wait, before I do that, I need to talk about the guy who was their lead singer. So Tower of Power is a bunch of kind of horn-playing nerds, if I'm honest, that then decides they really like, they're from Oakland, California, but they really like soul music, hence the original Motown name. So they get this guy called Lenny Williams, and I, you may know Lenny Williams' song called Cause I Love You. I don't know if you heard this song, but listen to this guy's voice. This is not Tower of Power, this is Lenny Williams. I'm thinking of you Trying to be more Of a man for you Okay, I mean, we're talking a soul dude Oh yeah, okay Alright, so They get him to sing their songs With this amazing horn background Okay And I'm gonna just start off with What I think is their best song Which is called What is Hip? Before I play the song, I want to play for you the horn lines soloed by themselves so that you can hear them because by their, on their own, they sound a lot different than when they're actually implemented in the song because the song allows them to kind of go back and forth. You're going to hear a lot of bass. You're going to hear a lot of guitar. You're going to hear a lot of drums, and then you're going to hear these horns, but I want you to hear what the horns sound like by themselves. That's the line, but now you've got inside of this song a guy who's playing straight 16th notes mm. as a bass the entire song. It's one of the most energetic bass lines and one of the most famous bass lines of any song. Really? Yes. This guy's name was Rocco Prestia, and you want to talk about energy on a song, listen to this. Straight sixteenths. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Here's your guitar. And here's the line. So you wanna jump out your There's Lenny back. Williams. Those lines, yeah, that's right. Think of how many different things are going on back there, right? And how many different lines. When you hear something like that, like, do you you know how intricate those horns have to be in order oh, yeah. to make that sound? Oh yeah, that like, makes me wonder how they do live shows, right? Like, with all those guys up there doing that in time? That's crazy. The 
the other thing that's so cool about Tower of Power that is is most known is a lot of times songs will kind of put the horns in the back, like they're low in the mix. There's not they're not forefront. Whereas here, they're clearly like almost another person. They're a very strong voice of the song. I mean, it's just got full of energy and vibe, doesn't it? Yeah. Think of the stamina you gotta have <laughs> to oh keep gosh. that song going for six minutes. That's crazy. <laughs> That's a, Isn't that, right? Isn't that wild? Yeah. And live, they will stretch it out and have solos and keep going. It could be 12, 13 minutes long. I urge you to take a look at them live. Some of the it's nuts. And they're jumping around dancing like going crazy on the stage. The the energy is fantastic. It's absolutely wow. nuts. All right. So I told you I was gonna be quick with this. So I'm gonna keep going. So um another song that in fact, let's go to their biggest song was called So Very Hard to Go. This was where they started. This is kind of the vibe that they had. And they wanted to be a soul, again, Lenny Williams, a soul, soul group with horns. Listen. And you wouldn't know it's horns. Would you think Motown? Maybe, right? Yeah. It's got the feel. This was their biggest hit. Number 17 on the Hot 100 in July of 1973. And they never beat anything else but that. When did this come out in their career? Third album. Mm. It's just nice. Oh, yeah. And you that, Barry? On this, or say, all right, look, all right, 1974, you're still a young man, so really got into the soul that soft soul, like smooth stuff. Oh, yeah, how many, how many, how many pieces is that? Three, four, maybe. Right? Yeah. You're still a young man. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Oh, I'm sorry. It's just that's just so soulful. It just makes me so happy. It's awesome. You don't find something as authentic as this, right? Today. It's so special. Yes. And you know that those horns are not electronically done. You can yeah. feel the realness, mm-hmm. right? And like you said, they put them up front, so you, they're, they're so it's like prominent. Person in the band, it it is an inch, like it is a focal point of the of the uh, of the song of, of every song that they do. You know that they're there so much so that I want to spend a couple of minutes finishing this Tower of Power podcast by showing you the other places that they actually existed. They played in more other people's songs than they did their own songs because when you when Songs needed a strong horn section, they'd call Tower of Power. So a lot of songs that you know that you didn't realize, oh, there's horns there, are Tower of Power players there playing songs. So Tower's horn section has appeared on Otis Redding albums, Aaron Neville, Aerosmith, Bonnie Raitt, 
Eric Clapton, Elton John, Huey Lewis, Hart, Paula Abdul, Santana, wow. Stevie Nicks, Grateful Dead, Journey, Rod Stewart, Jefferson Starship, and many, many others. For example, Whoa. I, I, I'm not going to say that you'll know this, Brad, because this is Santana from 1973. I don't think you're going to know this, but I want I know for sure now that you've heard all of that, you'll go, those are those players. Mm-hmm. So Santana, Greg Raleigh on the Hammond. Santana said, I want to do a horn song. Everything's so guitar driven. Let's do something with horns. They call these guys in the middle of the night. And here's Tower of Power. You'll hear some songs that have those similar stabs, those similarities like yeah. that. That you know, that's all from Tower of Power. That's they, crazy. They started this. They are the reason that songs sound like that. Nineteen seventy-four. Elton John decides he wants to do a song. The bitch is back. Calls Tower of Power and says, "You guys want to play some horns on the song?" They go, "Yeah." That's crazy. Not as prominent and upfront, but you'll still hear it. Nineteen seventy-six, Rod Stewart went solo, had a bunch of this was his biggest album. Wanted Horns called Tower of Power. It's a great album. On the bitches back, by the way, that Elton John song. Hold on. John Lennon played the tambourine. Which oh, I thought really? was really cool. For oh, no wow. reason. He was just in the studio. He was like, do you need a tambourine player? And he played tambourine. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool. All right. So you get the point. Yeah. You get the point. That's pretty cool. The range of stuff that they're in. They're in everything of the 70s. If there were horns present, other than the, the bands that I played you that were specifically horn bands, mm-hmm. like Chicago, Earth, Wind & Fire, Commodores, etc., that had a horn section, it was Tower of Power. Wow. It, was, it was totally Tower of Power. So I wanted you to learn that because I don't know... I'm curious if you would have maybe gone through life not knowing Tower of Power, even as a trombone player. That honestly would have been sad. Right? It would have because been. Because the roots kind of start there. Yeah. No, it's no, it's really awesome. Do there. you ever play some older soul kind of tracks or sounds into the stuff that you do? Ever? I try to. Yeah. I mean, I love all types of music. Yeah. And so, Yeah. I've listened to some oldies. What's the main difference between the newer stuff, the stuff that you are playing now with, with the horn sections, and the older songs? Is there is there a, de, a defining characteristic, do you think? I mean, like we mentioned earlier, there's definitely more like computer-generated like yeah. horns and whatever. Yeah. It's less authentic. Yeah. Only certain artists still keep that do up. You, and, do you think confidently like, you could pick out 
a digitized horn versus a, a real properly blown horn? I mean, I honestly probably. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, and then lastly, cause I've always wanted to ask you this, why the trombone? The trombone's so like special. It's got the, why? Well, when I was younger and first picking this up, I was like, it's got a slide. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. There's something to do more than just hit a button. Yeah. And, um, I also play piano, so that's got everything. And I just really wanted to like explore like the lower sounds of the instrument. Cause I always, you know, who doesn't love bass? Right. And, um, trombone can go pretty low, but it can also go high. Yeah. And so I thought it was, I thought it was a pretty cool one too. Is, for, am into. I wrong in saying that, um, the trumpet is one octave above middle C, like on a piano. Is that about where it lives? Um, Am I wrong in that? It might just be at middle C. It might just be there? So is so are know. you a full octave or two octaves now and then? No, I think I'm just one. Just one? Okay. okay. But a lot of trombonists can play treble clef. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So the in, tell, walk me through how the trombone actually works then. Because, I, again, I, I know nothing. As much as I love horns and almost require it to have like like to, for a song to be on my top 20 list there needs to be a piano <laughs> there needs to be horns and they need to be like these big stabs like the stuff i just played you mm-hmm. really makes me happy yeah but tell me what how the trombone works like the closer the slide is or the longer how does that work um there's you know each note has its own spot and it's it definitely uses a lot of hearing you have to be able to hear the note and hear the pitch so that it's not like because technically there's you no could, there's no distinction. Like no, a, it's just a complete slide. There's no like hitches or things that you put them in to like similar get the to exact like a, sound. So it's it's a lot of ear. It like takes like a um an unfretted guitar. Yeah, it would be like a string mm-hmm. with no designation of where the 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 delineage between notes would be. exactly yeah then how do you know it's ear uh to play trombone you have to be able to to play trombone well you have to be able to hear so someone tells you we're we're gonna start in the key of e or we, I, we're, let's blow an e note you know kind of where that is on the slide yeah as far as how far out or in it is mm-hmm. and it and then you honestly and then immediately you have to find it yeah it's not always the same because your instrument may be like sharp or flat so then you have to like compensate for that with the slide so it's like always different you always have to be listening. that's so different than every other horn then, right huh? yeah and the reason my like music teacher first recommended the trombone for me is because i do have good hearing oh. and that's why she thought it would be really good for me got it mm-hmm. got it all right so last question that i'm gonna stop i'm okay. gonna go with my bonus song if you were to put together your favorite horn set like structure like a horn section what are the pieces that you think are are necessary what's your favorite like ensemble to play with Ooh. Well, obviously there obviously have to be has to be trombones and okay. trombones. Yes, <laughs> um, I love the Barry Sax. So yeah. that something, has to be something really there. gritty and yeah. yeah, dirty about it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'd like just keep it short, sweet, simple. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It doesn't need to be too too many. No, I don't like it when it's too many. Okay. All right. Because. These guys are far too many, but they nail it. Yeah, they, so you they have it so in time, it's hard to do that. One trumpet's playing the line. They got a second trumpet playing the same line. Then the next trumpet's playing it in harmony. Sometimes those trumpets are playing a chord. Mm-hmm. We didn't even talk about the difference between like just playing the notes and then someone else maybe playing it the same notes but in harmony. Yeah. Or in you know three three part harmony where you're actually making chords as you go. I mean, it can get incredibly complicated. And yeah. complex, right? Mm-hmm. The golden star of like an ensemble like this is to make 
all of the instruments playing the same note sound like one. Oh, and so wow, that's true. Huh? Which that band yeah. Tower of Power did perfectly, which yeah. is which no, is that's cool. Awesome. That's why I like it. All right, I'm gonna take you out on a bonus song. Name of this song is You Got to Get Funkifies. Ooh. Okay? Funk the fries? No, Funkifies. Oh. Funk-ifies. And you got to get Funkifies. So with that, I will say thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Whoa.